Hi, I'm Ryan Meeks, and after years of trying to make life work as a struggling artist, independent filmmaker, and musician, I thought to myself, hey, self, wouldn't it be helpful to ask other artists how they're finding their path in this world? And so now, that's exactly what I'm doing on a bi-weekly basis. Welcome to the Path of Art. Welcome to the Path of Art. Today, we have Victoria Wynn. She's a former Disney designer, an artist, a teacher, and an entrepreneur. So she has her own line of art products, and she makes her own art with them. She has a lot going for her. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Victoria. Yeah, thank you. I I love what you just shared with me a moment ago about wanting to share the ups and downs with the other artists and creatives and how we can help them. So that's why I'm here. Right. Is, right. Yeah. And the, the purpose of this podcast is to kind of share those, uh, those journeys, those paths with people that are starting out so they can kind of see a way forward. So I'm glad that I'm glad that you connect with that. Absolutely. It's um, I think being vulnerable and really sharing like the whole story, the good, bad, and the, the ugly, um, well, first of all, we'll help people to know, is this really what they want to do? Mm-hmm. Like, as I was up at 4 a.m. working last night, I thought, aha, <laughs> this is one of those moments when you're like, um, it takes so much grit, right, to, to be an entrepreneur and to be an artist. And mm-hmm. it's gritty. It's a real gritty, hustling situation for sure. Right. Because we all love the creation part, right? We all love the creating. Yeah. And then when we find out, oh, we have to be business people <laughs> and yep. learn how to do a marketer, you know. yep. accountant, designer, you know, for your graphics, a social media strategist. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be a fulfillment or it could be, you know, depending upon what other areas, but yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot. It's a lot more than I realized when I um, launched my products. And that was only because people came to me asking, what are you using in your art? That's making it look like that. Like, metallics and glow and bioluminescence and all that. Um, it, I, I know enough about marketing that that's when you know you've got something when people are coming to you, right? Like I didn't create my business. I didn't create one modern art so I could be this businesswoman selling art supplies. I created just because there was a need and a desire from others. So, um, and now it's kind of my sneaky way to create unity. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that, but I don't know that many people know that, but I create community through art. So honestly, for me, like the art um, and the products are secondary, mm-hmm. but I honestly feel like we need community and we need positive message, special messages on social media. So I have like a Facebook community mm-hmm. and right. And don't, people. don't you make, don't you do workshops? Yeah. I, well, I, I do. I do a lot of things. So I have passion for helping creatives turn it into, you know, from a hobby into a thriving business. So mm-hmm. I mentor creatives, but so, then I also teach art. I think I so. Just it's kind like, of a more holistic approach to it. Yeah. Would you say that? And and so yeah. So what what about the the art that you create? Is it the same art that you? teach how to make like we see i'm glad that you have one of your paintings set up behind you uh it's it's very beautiful it, it, it i mean it's uh, for those of, that are just listening to to the podcast it's 
arches uh, or that uh, yeah, that, yeah, that famous yeah, arch recognize. down there. I do miss miss home a bit there in, <laughs> in Utah. Right, and and yeah. so and also just uh, a little bit of background there for the for the listeners is that um, she's in Texas right now, and she uh, she was in Utah for how long were you in Utah? Seventeen years. Seventeen years 17. in Utah, and so um, yeah, so she's got the the arches. I can't remember. That's like the most famous one, and I don't even remember the name of it. I, I, right? I don't remember either. But the, it's the one that everyone takes a picture of, but it's got yeah. like this galaxy behind it, and there's some very vibrant and sparkly, I would say, and almost. Metallic-y colors going through it. Uh, could yeah. could you describe to our listeners the type of art that you create? Yeah, I like to mix abstract with realism. I just find it challenging. Um, I love fluid art. So with fluid art, you're using gravity to move the paint around. Your your paint is liquid, so you're creating these marbling designs. So it's become it's ended up becoming, I didn't know when I got into it, it's going to be this big, trendy thing. Um, but my background is in like pencil portraits, like six mm. hours of drawing on somebody's eyeball, right? right? So I am loving combining like my abstract background, trying to turn it into realism, all the while using gravity to help me. And so I had to develop products so I could get the results I wanted. So with this Milky Way you know, behind the arches um, behind me, it it glows at night like a, a galaxy would glow because I mm. needed that realism. So when you turn off the lights, you can see the arch as a silhouette oh. and then this glow of the galaxy. You, right. So like, like you're there at that. night, you know, when you're looking up yes. at the stars, that's, that's, yeah, that's really good. That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. So that's really why the product, I developed the products because I wanted to create, let's say geodes, well, I needed a shimmer that was way beyond what they've got in like the, the art stores and the craft stores. So I've been like developing these metallic powders and I mix it into my paint because I wanted the most realistic geode or opal. I just, I love rocks. So mm-hmm. Utah really served me well for, for that. <laughs> yeah, there's um, a lot of sure. rock hunting here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just so beautiful. So I'm just a nature lover through and through. Grew up in California in the Hollywood Hills. But I was in the Hollywood Hills before it was, um, well, I mean, Madonna did live up there and there were, there's a few other celebrities, but they didn't have all their gates and all their bodyguards and paparazzi wasn't going up there. Mm-hmm. It was just me and a couple, a couple kids on our BMX bikes going <laughs> past Angelina Jolie's house. Remember, she was a kid at the time, right? So mm-hmm. John Voight's house and just riding around just like a kid, but in the dirt, in the hills. I remember going behind, like, now I know there's celebrities as a kid. It's whatever. There's a house with a hill in the back, and I would just slide down the hills, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but now, oh, my gosh, it's it's just, Changed. like, military captivity. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they're, unfortunately, um, they have to do that. So your business that you have, it has a lot of... It has a lot of products that um, that you've manufactured, or, or not necessarily manufactured, but they're unique to your business. And yep. and you mentioned that is because you weren't getting what you wanted out of the available products. So, yes. um, I mean, could you tell us a bit more about these products that your business has? Yeah. So, if you imagine. Um maybe like a granule of sugar or a pile of sugar Mm -hmm. in your hand, but it's 
all metallic or especially my favorite would be color shifting or prismatic. So um, I imagine you're probably familiar with Marshall Moore. He was a dear, dear friend of mine. Well, I mean, he's still a friend of mine, but, you know, Park City Film Studios and all that. He's got a piece of my art um, where they shot, you know, Yellowstone in Utah. And the one I did for him, it was a, a mountain range, but I really wanted that Milky Way effect. So mm-hmm. I use like this gold prismatic powder that um, I've developed. And I literally take a little pile of it in my hand and I toss it. Like my mm-hmm. art studio is a mess. And everywhere that I've moved, I have to repaint walls. I have to mm-hmm. clean floors, replace carpet if there's carpet, no matter how much I tarp. Because I do um, a whole lot of tossing and throwing of, of things. And then I go in and hone and polish to create, you know, some, some realism. But mm-hmm. honestly, the reason I even got into it is I was going through a very, very tough time personally. I had a big loss in my life. Um, and then not only a, a family loss, but then I was going to lose my cars. And I was gonna, it was like when it rains, it pours, right. losing everything. And I, I'm not familiar with depression until that point. Mm-hmm. I started to understand a bit about what, like, I, I'm so used to being unicorny, you know, like a really optimistic, happy person. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to get out of my room. I didn't know how to pay the bills. I didn't want to get up. Um, thankfully, at the time I had a puppy. I really think that's, he's the only reason that I saw sunlight because the puppy was like, I got to go outside and I'm thankful. So thankful now at the time I was like, but in that time, I, I didn't care about anything. My kids were grown. They're Mm -hmm. off and getting married and all this. And I didn't feel like I had that motherly responsibility. um, Like I had before. And I just, I, I just went to my, I would just say my, my darkest thoughts and, um, and so I thought, well, I don't, I just don't care about anything. And then I remember watching this form of art where they've got like a torch and chemicals. And I, I again, I was so used to drawing. So my art supplies were just paper, a set mm-hmm. of pencils, eraser. And I would go up in the Hollywood Hills as a teenager and draw, draw, draw. So to introduce something like toxic chemicals or torches or anything. it was so scary to me and so I remember thinking well I don't care and so I spent like that month in bed like watching these YouTube videos and I didn't have any money right I'm about to lose a house and cars so I realized that I had a Home Depot um, credit card and that there was actually a little bit left available on it so I go to Home Depot and I used that credit card to buy a $100 Visa gift card so I could go to the craft store and buy the supplies. And so that's how I started this whole business of mine. Um, I remember the first time I was just sweating, like it was mm-hmm. cathartic. I had this torch. I had. I actually started my painting on fire, <laughs> the whole thing. Um, <laughs> I got that put out real quick. And there was this draw to it for me within a week. So I did it like every day 
And then within a week, I started feeling my like spirits lift a bit. Mm-hmm. And after two weeks, like every day I was doing this fluid art that's, that I now call Lux Fluid Art because I add my products to it. <clears throat> but within two and three weeks, I really noticed a change in my outlook. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, huh, and maybe is- there's some things to be joyful for. And it, and out of this, is this where you developed those products that you sell from from these ideas yeah. that you came up with just out of this depression you were getting out of during the, yeah during this this awful time after about um, a month I thought you know what this is this is amazing mm-hmm. like I'm starting to feel like a five year old again mm-hmm. and people ask me why do you do this kind of art I mean it's your full time you know job really I said because I love feeling like a five year old. That's why I do it. The money comes from all the, the practice and creating value, right? Mm-hmm. The, the money comes from that, but I'm not chasing the money. I'm chasing this feeling of feeling of, like a five-year-old. So I teach it. I preach it. Um, I do pay it forward classes to people that might have stress, anxiety, depression, um, PTSD. It helped me to heal tremendously mm-hmm. from symptoms of PTSD. So that's, that is my my driver for the business because like right. you said like when we're an artist we do this much of our art that we love and this much right of the business and the logistics and dealing with people and sometimes not nice people mm-hmm. but that little little bit that makes me feel like a 5 year old and that little bit that makes it so i can give back and have other people feel uplifted even if it's just to de-stress from life, you don't have to be depressed to love this, this kind of art. If you want to stay mentally healthy, then I'm like, well, do it like even a small little piece, you know, just once a week. Um, it's high, it's just amazingly meditative. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I could do yoga, but to me, like I go to my happy place when I'm mixing color and making a mess and not worrying about the outcome. Um, right. It's, it's magical. Yeah. Right. And so how do you balance the, uh, the art and the business side like like you said there's there's this much you know of the art making which you know isn't as much as we would all like it to be and then there's right. this much you know a large portion of making it you know making it have value to other people so you can sell it and and marketing yeah. and all this how how do you balance that um i don't always yeah. <laughs> um i knew you were going to ask this question and i thought i'm just going to be honest and say that you know, I've gone six months where my business needed so much focus. Um, I was innovating new products. The money was coming in and I, you know, I need money to even buy my own art supplies. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and to grow and scale the business, um, you know, I, I did that. But at the same time, when I get so focused on the business side of things, actually I lose some of that creative fire. So, um, so I've, I've been battling this for for a while. So right, it's, it's a real one, it's a real struggle, right? It's it's a very serious struggle and a real struggle. So what I suggest to artists is between every commission that you do, do something for yourself for fun. So there's just there's just a strategy and there's a rule of thumb in between every commission. So my commissions can take weeks to do. I need to take that break of just do something fun and for me and not with the concern of, will this customer like it, you know, and all the, the heaviness, like I take a, a huge stewardship 
um, for doing a, a commission. Um, you know, someone's taken their, their hard-earned money, given it to me to create something beautiful. So you bet, like, I for sure need it is such an important thing to me too. And so how to, do you do it right. So how do you make sure that that happens so you don't get caught up too much in the business in the business day to day and the art day to day? How do you make sure that that time for yourself happens? Um you know, I it seems like different phases of my business. So I'm almost at 4 years with Win Modern Art. Um right now I I don't know exactly why, but I've been just on fire. Like I get up at one in the morning and I'll do some painting. It that it's really rare that I get that inspired, but I it's just been piece of art after piece of art. So I've had to just be quicker in getting the business side of things done so I could get back to my art. Mm-hmm. Whereas before I was so focused on all this business stuff that I was exhausted. I was losing my interest even in painting. Um, so I just think you have to be mindful. I mm-hmm. don't know that there's, there's a great answer, but you really need to be mindful because I made a commitment to myself. So like I said, it's been almost four years. Um, actually, it has been four years since I started painting this month. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a commitment to myself that if I lose the fun in it, I will stop. I will not grow when modern art any further because I need to stick to why I got into it. So for me, I have to reassess every once in a while. And like, if I'm not at the happiness level, not every day, I don't think we're not happy every day, but in, in general, if I'm not at that happiness level with what I'm doing in life, then I committed to myself that I will stop. I don't care how much money I'm making. I will quit my own company. <laughs> I will fire myself as a CEO mm. and say, nope, because it's not worth it. It's not worth losing yourself for the chase of growing some big company. Um, and then I forget that the whole point was because I just want to feel like a five-year-old again. Right. So I'm constantly going back and asking myself, we're going to like, I have a little life coach in me that says, we're going to quit if you do another week of this. And I go, okay, I will play, <laughs> you know, really, that's, that's some, that's some good advice, you know, just to take time for yourself so that you can still focus on art. So we're going to go to a quick break and then we'll be right back. We're talking with Victoria Wynn, uh, a former Disney designer, artist, teacher, entrepreneur. She does it all. And we'll be talking more about her path when we get back. This is the path of art. All right, welcome back to the path of art. We're here with Victoria Wynn, and we've gone over a lot of her art, her business, uh, just the incredible stuff that she does. And so, Victoria, I'd like to ask you about, you know, your beginnings. I know we kind of touched on it a little bit. You were from California and uh, you grew up in what is now like kind of a lockdown uh, part, you know, just because there's so so much, you know, so many celebrities and whatnot that live there. What, you know, what got you interested in art in the first place? Um, You know, I I honestly think that I, I was born with this desire um, to 
take what I can see and put it on paper or put it on canvas. There's just, I mean, since I was just a little girl, I was picking up pencils and, and drawing. I will say that I think the biggest thing that helped my growth though, to get where I am is having parents. And I have this like on the main homepage of my website, because it's part of why I have commercial grade, not crappy craft store products, not crappy glitter. Um, because my parents, even when I was just a little girl, they bought me quality art supplies. Mm -hmm. I only had Crayolas at school, but not at home. My mm -hmm. parents weren't buying me. So like, I love Crayola as a company, but you know what I mean? Um, they're, they're for, you know, budget friendly. But what I realized is that if you don't have quality products, people can get so frustrated and then they blame it on themselves. So I have to teach this to people all the time. Mm -hmm. Your products really matter. They they're, really do. They're taking, um, you know, self-confidence hits. And mm -hmm. I'm like, wait, is it possible that it's not you, but the art supplies that maybe it's a paint that's not mixing well. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a crappy, you know, crafty kind of acrylic rather than an artist's acrylic. It, it makes... It's a night and day thing. Same with things like brushes, colored pencils. So my parents started me so young with just good quality um, products. And so now I've taken that into my business and I explained to people, well, yes, I could buy this stuff out of China and ship it all to you and make a ton of money, I'm sure, and sell it really cheap. And instead, you know, it's UV resistant, the color stays and it's made, you know, it's in Texas. Now that I'm in Texas, <laughs> formerly, um, formerly Utah, mm -hmm. but the, the quality, the quality will help people to feel great about themselves. And that's just a big underlying factor. Why mm -hmm. I do what I do. I just want people to feel good inside. Um, right. I don't that's, know why that, that is important to me. That is so, so true though, that, like, cause you know, when, like I've used both, like kind of the, that, those ketchup bottle acrylics, you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Those, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, then real acrylics that you go and yeah. buy at, you know, an art store. And, um, yeah, there's, there's a night and day difference when, when you're using, you can, you can blend better. You can, uh, I mean, it just looks, it looks better. Like, like the color, it just, it just, there's the a more natural color to it. Yeah. And so that, uh, you, you can't overstate that. Um, so your parents, they, they bought you good material and that's, that's kind of, were they influential in, in your, uh, upbringing in art in, in into like kind of the path that you took in life? Or did they just kind of do it as a like, oh, um, little Victoria likes playing with these. We'll just give her these cool, you know, these nice ones. So at least it looks good. How, I, how did that go? I'm not sure. Um, I can tell you where I likely disappointed them for a while. <laughs> so, um, so my dad was an attorney and also like a philanthropist. So he's a mm -hmm. different kind of attorney than, than a lot of people make jokes about. There's a whole lot of free work, a lot mm -hmm. of pro bono stuff he was doing. And every right. friend wanted to ask him for legal advice and he shared it. He was just a, he was a giver. Mm -hmm. Um, but he's, he was brilliant and always supported anything, um, 
you know, I really think anything that I did, but my passion was always something artistic. It was crafty. It was artistic. Um, so but there were, well, in particular, my dad was so, he was such a big proponent of, um, college. Right. Mm-hmm. And so thankfully, <laughs> so I, I dropped out of college, not supporting this everybody, but I will say that, um, in speaking with a financial advisor who became a dear friend in Utah, he said for certain careers, you absolutely need that degree. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is. You know, your right. dad is an attorney, needed that degree. Our physicians, oh my gosh, please get your degree, right? Mm-hmm. We, we want people to have their degrees. Um, my daughter is in aerospace engineering. Yep, working towards that degree. And then in the entrepreneurial world, um, I'm always learning on my own. I think a lot of us entrepreneurs, we have a ton of books and a ton of audible stuff. And, a t- you know, we're always getting soaking in information, but it's very specific to what I need to know to grow my business. Or I even I read a lot of self-help type of stuff. I want to know how to grow my business and not lose myself through it. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyways, my parents, big proponents of college and higher education. And I went one semester. um, to Woodbury University in Burbank, California. And then um, I stopped. But the good news is <laughs> um, I got hired by Disney. And so I was 19 at that time. And I had no idea that, that would propel my career so much. Um, the moment that I would tell people, so I got into graphic design, which I used to not... <laughs> Oh man, I could get hate mail. So I used to say graphic design is not an art, right? Because I was this purist, you know, as, as a kid and teenager, I really felt like graphic. And then I made a whole career out of it with Disney and with other. And then I uh, created my own design firms. Oh, it's an art. You know, I, I would <laughs> I would agree and disagree with that to certain extents because yeah, yeah, yeah you're creating you know, visual stuff, which, you know, which is associated with art. But um, when you boil it down to what art truly is, which is self-expression, right? Whether it be through painting, whether it be through music or performance, self-expression is at the core of art. And if you can find that in graphic design, then yes, I agree, you are doing art. There were a lot of times... When I was a graphic designer um, for a financial institution, nothing big. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I just felt like I was doing someone else's art. Like they were the artist and I was just their hands because they didn't know how to use yeah. Illustrator or Photoshop. And yeah. in those circumstances, I would agree with your 16, or was it 19, 19 yeah. year old yeah. self. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I would agree with, yeah. right. I would agree with your 19 year old self. Yeah, that's, that's not really art. But there are some circumstances where you, you run into a client client that they're just like, I just want, I just want whatever you think is good. You know, I've had a few clients like that and I was able to self-express on those, you know? And, and so in, in my, in my opinion, I, I think it's both, right? Yes. So I only took jobs where I could, um, put my personal touch on it. So I do, and I still do it on a, on occasion, Mm -hmm. um, branding, so first I have like this whole interview with a person because a lot of times they don't know 
why they do what they do. I know for me, it's real simple. I want to feel like a five-year-old, but a lot of people, they're not at that point yet of like self-exploration as to why they're even building their business. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have to go through, it's almost like a, a life coaching, business coaching, draw out this information from people. And then from there, is I love color psychology, I'll create a color palette for them based on the results that they want, because that does matter. You know, what do you want from this? Do you want a book deal? Do you want, what do you want from this? Um, And then also colors that speak to them. And we have a whole talk about, don't just choose your college colors. (laughs) You know, that is not how you choose a color palette. Um, And going around and asking what all their friends think, that drives me a little nutty too, because here I'm trying to create this whole, I guess it's kind of a a holistic, you know, um, approach to branding and they're asking their kids and their dog, you know, about it. I'm like, oh, I spent months like getting this palette together for you and these, yeah. So because of that, I put a whole lot of heart and definitely, you know, Mm -hmm. creativity into it. Um, For a short time, I did work for a company where the logos were already created. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a snooze fest right there. Right. And they're just like, make this flyer. I'm like, just put the I... logo here and then some text yeah. there and maybe a yeah. photo or something. No, nope. yeah. don't, so, don't, don't do it. Won't do it. So yeah. what, what would you say was your like first success that, that kind of made you, you know, feel like that this was going to work? Um, for art, because I have a different, like when it, when it comes to business coaching, I would say getting into Forbes multiple times and being able to co-write the article in Forbes. Right. That was huge. And that's when I lived in Utah. Um, that, that was huge. What I didn't know that what was going to come my way was getting back into art. I had stepped away. You know, you talk about taking short breaks. I'd stepped mm-hmm. away for 10 to 15 years from art. So yeah, I, I stopped and only went into graphic design, not fine art. Um, so that whole thing shocked me. Um, again, it was because I was going through what I now know is like situational depression. You lose a loved one and you know, there's just a mourning period and some people spiral down a bit. And Mm -hmm. and I certainly did for a little bit there. Um, so Forbes, Huffington Post was amazing for me. Um, but not too long after my art career started. And with that, honestly, I think it's been fun to do like morning shows, like a ABC or an NBC, mm-hmm. um, to feature my products. And there's just a moment of like, I take a day to go, Hey, like I, I did something amazing. You know, not everybody gets to this place and, and then the next day I'm back at hustling and, you know, working super hard. But I do take that day and I go, yay, and I take a selfie. <laughs> and then it's right back to the grind. So, All the makeup comes off and I'm back in, you know, sweatpants. And <laughs> So that kind of goes back to your back to your thing about making sure that you take some time for yourself, right? Yeah. Uh, when, when you get those successes, how important do you think it is to take a day and celebrate what you've just done? Yeah, take a day, take a week. Um, I'm a bit of a workaholic, so I, you know, I typically only take a day. But 
it's important. I used to be the type that was go, 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 always moving forward and looking forward. Next goal, next mm-hmm. goal, next goal. Instead of looking back and saying, man, look how far I came. And that helps my confidence tremendously mm-hmm. um, because I can be really hard on myself. You know, I've definitely, I'm a recovering perfectionist for sure. So I need to look back at times and sometimes I just have good friends. I cannot, um, I cannot say just how important the people that you surround yourself is. It's so, so important because when I'm not able to pick myself up, I've got someone who, that I can talk to that will say, are you kidding me? Look how far you've come. You, you know, you were, you were just about homeless there and now look at you. And because, you know, I didn't meet a goal. And so I get hard on myself about that. I have, you know, I would have a friend that says, what are you nuts? You know, and it's the most kindest. Are you nuts that, you know, I've ever heard. Well, and let's let's talk about a little bit of that. Like what are some times that, that made it look like that it might not be working out as well as you think it is. And how do you, how did you get through that? So I've almost quit win modern art seven to eight times so far um that that sounds that's i i know that kind of sounds funny to maybe some people but to me that sounds like the norm <laughs> like i'm yeah. just i'm done right yeah you get to this point and you're like is this really worth it so for me i i put so much of my heart to into the products into running the whole website, winmodernart.com. I put so much into the building of the site, the experience of the site, and then the products, and then that shipping quickly and all of this. And then when I get a customer complaint that it's pretty obvious, they're just having a tough day or a tough life, but they really spew it out. And at first it was me, you know, I'm doing everything. I'm doing 20 different roles and I'm not, it's not even exaggerating. I was probably doing 30 roles, but I'll say 20 roles, right? I'm customer service, I'm graphic designer, I'm social media strategist, um, I'm trying to code the website, like all this stuff. And, and and I'm PR and what have you. So to get customer complaints that are just like rude, I don't mean a legitimate, hey, this exploded in transit, you know, my stuff made a mess, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, like really rude, rude people um, taking their day out on, You know, at the time it was me, you know what I realized I had to hire someone because I can't take it. I was about to quit. I could not take the negativity of, and it was only a few customers. I have amazing customers, but there's those few that just, I don't even know how they find me or just Google or whatever. You can't please everybody, right? Yeah. So I realized that I needed a buffer that if I'm going to stick with Win Modern Art, I need a buffer, which is someone who is my customer service person. And the only way I hear about a problem is if it's a really big deal, they just don't know how to deal with it. So let's say someone in Australia ordered, well, their their shipping can be $80 and I have to replace something because one bag out of their whole big order, you know, there's a problem with it. Mm-hmm. They come to me and go, um, I know you're not going to like this, but I don't hear any of the ugliness anymore. And I had to, this is such like a a heart centered business for me. Um, it's not, I'm not trying to be Walmart. 
I'm not even trying to be Michael's craft store. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to be me and create some goodness in the world and share a message that art can help you through mental stuff. It can just help you to find Mm -hmm. more peace. Um, And if you want to feel like a five-year-old, then, you know, come to my website, play with the stuff. And, you know, it's really simple. So Mm -hmm. if I'm not looking to be, you know, the next Walmart, then, and I'm not getting like, or I, I'll just say I'm getting some negative reactions. Um, I really thrive off gold stars. I, I really do, you know, and I used to like, people will say that to me, you just want gold stars. And I finally started saying, yes, like, where's my sticky thing? I do want those gold stars. (laughs) It turns out I really do. So it's a love language thing, right? Like Mm -hmm. I really do well with verbal affirmation. I really, it's not like you could joke at me all the time, but you know, I tell my husband every day, please give me a gold star. Like tell me what I'm doing. Right. Mm -hmm. I can be so hard on myself. I really, that really helps me, especially from people that, that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that would be other advice. Pay attention to the, to the naysayers. Are they living a life that you want? Are they someone that you like? Do you like who they are? Do you like what they've built in their life? I've never been able to say yes hmm. when I've had a naysayer. And so when I'm coaching artists, you know, and mentoring them and they're struggling, right? Their heart is hurt and their, their feelings are hurt. And I say, well, what do you think of that person? I don't even know them, but from what I could tell, they, they're pretty mean-spirited. Well, do you want to be like them? Because the only time I listen to someone's advice is when they are emulating something you know, that I want to be like. They're very, very kind. They you know, make a mark in the community in a good way. You know, these, these are attributes that, that I look for. And, of course, those people, they never would talk trash to me, right? right. So really be mindful about who who the naysayers are and are they even worth thinking about because do you want to be like them anyways mm-hmm. that helped me a lot to deal with you know that rejection kind of mentality right. when people are spewing their crap i'm like oh gosh i wouldn't want to be like you anyways now if it were someone that was near and dear to me saying that stuff that would be tough right. if they it's, were worth putting on a pedestal right yes. it's kind of like that saying that um don't take criticism from someone that you wouldn't ask advice from. Yes, that. So pretty much, exactly. yeah, that's a, that's a good saying. So Victoria, where can people find your art and your business? And also what, what is next for you? What's, what's down the road? Um, well, right off the bat, not only do I want people to experience winmodernart.com, just the website. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I said, I always have this, other um, reason for doing things. So with my website, it's not just to sell products, but it's just like visual eye candy. It's just so pretty and so peaceful. So even if you don't buy anything, browse around, there's free classes on there and just a whole lot of just visual beauty. So definitely play around on winmodernart.com. So what's next for me? I built a cabana on the sand, on the beach in Belize this year. Nice. That might be my big marker, actually. As an artist, um, it took a lot of hustle because the the money, you know, the financial investment in that. And I have dreamt of a beach house for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And I have a private beach. I got a big old palm tree right there. And I think for me, 
that's where I'm going to go to just say, Hey, you, you're doing well, you know, like that moment to take to myself and not just hustle, hustle. So I'm, I'll be there this Saturday and I'm really going to take the time to take a breath because I, for, let's see, two years straight, I worked 17 hours every single day. That's Mm -hmm. Sunday included, weekends included. And I'm getting to the point where I'm like, okay, I, I think I can breathe a little and take some vacation time. And I was able to use, you know, a lot of money that I make from Win Modern Art. I mean, it came from other other places as well, but Win Modern Art was a huge contributor. And, uh, and so I hold art retreats in Belize as well. Mm. Um, so my next step, well, I'm preparing for my October Belize art retreat. That was sold out eight months in advance. And now I'm taking people... Um, I've got like four spots left for next year's October Belize Art and Mindset Retreat. And we do art and we go boating and we get to know the wildlife. And um, so for me, what's in my future? I'll probably open a gallery and spend a lot of time in Belize. It's just, that's where I get a lot of my inspiration for my art in bioluminescent Mm -hmm. art. We do a lot of bioluminescent oceans and glowing, you know, Mm -hmm. glowing oceans. Because right by my cabana, there's a whole bioluminescent lagoon. And if you have not experienced that, oh, my gosh, it's only happens certain times of the year in very specific parts of the world. And I happened. I didn't I didn't mean to. I found out after I found the the property that there my bucket list item is up the road around some palm trees and (laughs) around the bend of a dirt road. Um, bioluminescent lagoon. So wow, that's so it's like it's like kismet. It was meant to happen. <laughs> it it was. There's so much about it is meant to happen, and hmm. you know my take on it is when you have abundance, you share it. Mm-hmm. So I'll be inviting not just family but friends, and mm-hmm. I'll be I'll do some free classes. Like I have to feel like I'm giving back. There's something about me that way. So I'll do some free classes, you know, from from the beach mm-hmm. and. Um, figure out ways that I can use, you know, my abundance to, you know, share. I don't think we're meant to live in our mansions with our gates and not share the abundance in Mm -hmm. some way. So. Right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a pleasure talking with you, getting to know you, learning about your path. Uh, and I, I hope this was helpful for anyone out there listening. If, if you're interested in, I mean, you gotta, you gotta learn how to be an entrepreneur at some point, you know, and, and if you're on a similar path, I just, I just hope this was helpful for you. So thank you so much for listening to the path of art. Thank you for listening to The Path of Art. If you or someone you know is creative and would like to tell your story, reach out to me at rmeeks at ksl.com. I might feature you on the show. If you liked our conversation, please make sure you follow the show and give us a five-star rating and review. It really does help people to discover the show. Also, make sure you follow The Path of Art podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time.